welcome to The Boss Babe Mentality. This podcast is dedicated for women like you who want to level up, improve your overall health, mindset, and to be the best version of yourself. I'm Emily, your host. I'm a personal trainer and owner of The Sweat Club. If you are looking to elevate your life and want to have that all-round boss babe mentality, then you have come to the right place. Join me each week as I have real and raw combos with boss babes about all things health, wealth, business, success, failure, and so much more. Hello and welcome to my very first episode of the Boss Babe Mentality. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so excited to be here. Today's episode will be most likely short and sweet. We're going to get into why I created this podcast, who I am, what being a boss babe and having a boss babe mentality means to me, and what you can expect on this podcast. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. So who am I? I am a personal trainer and I have been for the last two years. I work in the most amazing gym ever. It is just the most amazing environment to be around. But unfortunately, we have had to close our doors for a little bit. So I have had, along with so many other people, have had to shift the way that I work. So being able to adapt to our current situation is so important at this point in time. I Grew up in Tasmania. I live in the Sunshine Coast now. At the moment, it is actually raining outside, but normally it's beautiful and sunny. I have always loved business. I, when I was 14, I got my mom's credit card and I went onto Alibaba, which is like eBay on steroids, and I bought thousands of jewelry pieces. And what my ultimate goal was to sell it to all of my friends at school or anyone at school and make a killing off it. And I did that. I was so stoked with the amount of money that I had in my 14-year-old world. I was able to go shopping and buy things that obviously I probably wouldn't be able to buy at 14 with my own money. And so that kind of started it all. My parents work really hard. So I was always seeing them, I guess, reap the reward out of hard work. And that's exactly what I knew I wanted to do. So 14, I had my own jewelry business. At uh, 17, I actually bought a spray tan booth and I think I charged $20 to spray tan anyone and everyone uh, in my hometown who obviously needed a spray tan. So 20 bucks, I was doing that every weekend for probably a year. And I was obviously hyping it up with formals and grads and all of that sort of stuff as well. So it was actually quite successful. And yeah, that got me going. So from there, I studied a makeup course uh, when I finished high school. I also went to university and studied marketing and advertising. My mom and I giggled when I told her that I'm going to go down and study personal training. And she giggled a lot. And so did I, to be honest, because 
She used to call me Emily lots of jobs because I had this bright idea and I could never stick to one thing until I found my absolute passion, which is coaching, not only physically, but mentally. I found women especially were finding it really hard with self-love, fitting in, trying to find that happy medium balance between work, home, gym, kids, everything like that. And I found that what we would do is just strip it right back, go back to basics and it was working. And I just absolutely thrive off seeing women succeed. I love it so much. So for me, this is just not even a job. It is just my dream career. And that's why I started this podcast in the first place. I wanted to design a podcast so that no matter what episode you were listening to, no matter where you jumped in at, you could always get something out of it. I want you after every episode to leave here inspired, motivated, and implementing tips and tricks into your life as well. So I'm hoping to record a podcast each week and have real raw combos with inspiring boss babes who have so many tips and tricks up their sleeve, whether that be business related, whether that be mindset, habits, career, um, failing, financial, health tips, lifestyle tips, goal setting. There are so many amazing women out there and I'm so excited to be able to interview some. So now I'm going to answer some questions that I have received on my Instagram over at the Sweat Club and I have broken them up into subjects. So the first subject that I'm going to answer questions from is health. So one of the questions is tips on not binging at Easter time. Now, binging in general is something we want to try and avoid, and we need to try and figure out why we're binging in the first place. So are we binging because we are bored? Are we stressed? Is it an emotional reaction? And we need to find out that trigger before we can find a solution. So when we've found that trigger that causes us to binge, we need to substitute that for something else. So every time we get stressed or bored or we're emotional, we need to swap it out for something. For example, it could be a walk. So every time I get stressed out, I'll choose to go for a walk instead of going to the cupboard or the fridge and freaking out. That actually is something that I have implemented into lots of my clients' life and it has worked, which is awesome. So definitely try that out. If you are a binge eater, try and figure out why, first of all, you're binging in the first place. And second, you need to find a substitute, whether that be a walk, training, you call someone on the phone, anything that you can try and switch out that has that same kind of feeling for you. Now, a common reason why people binge is because they actually restrict from the food that they want. And if you think about it like this, if you take a toy from a child and even if they weren't playing with it, they end up crying and freaking out because you've taken that toy away. They didn't even use it but they want it now. And that's exactly what happens to us when we restrict ourselves from something, especially food, we end up wanting it more. So allow yourself to have a 
chocolate if it's a chocolate, but stop it there and then move on. So if you actually allow yourself, most of the time you end up not even wanting a big portion of it because you've kind of allowed yourself to have that and then you move on. Another question in our health category is how do you maintain a healthy diet and lifestyle through the Easter and holiday period? Like I said before about the binging, I don't actually restrict myself through a holiday period. I allow myself to enjoy with my family and friends and enjoy the foods and the drinks around me. I move forward, get on with my day and my week, and I train the exact same throughout it. Another question is, what things should I incorporate to reduce muscle soreness? So there are quite a few things you can do in order to help your muscle recovery. First one, what we need to make sure we're doing is stretching. So we need to be doing about a five to 10 minute stretch per day, making sure that you are holding for about 30 to 45 seconds per stretch per limb. So if you're stretching on your left leg, make sure you do that for 30 to 45 seconds and then swap it over to the other leg. Hold that for that 30 to 45 second hold. Another thing you need to do is make sure you're drinking lots of water and also making sure that you're having enough protein in your diet per day that will definitely help with the recovery of muscles. You can have a bath, a warm bath with Epsom salts or magnesium powder. The powder will actually absorb through your pores in your skin. So definitely recommend that. And the last one is having enough rest. So making sure that you are sleeping and you are also resting your body on certain days, whatever days work for you, you should be having around one to two rest days per week. So next category, I am going to be answering questions from mindset. So a follower has asked me how to keep a positive mindset while working out. This is so important. I totally know what you're feeling right now. It can be super hard to stay positive throughout your training session, Um, making sure that you remember your why, so why you're training, what your goals are, and that definitely helps me get through a session as well as remembering that working out should be fun and it shouldn't be a chore or boring. If that is the case, then you need to make sure you change up your training style. So to keep positive, make sure you remember your why, your goal. And also if you're absolutely hating it at all costs, you need to change up your training style. Another question is, what do you think is the most important thing to do when trying to change your mindset? Definitely being patient with yourself. So you can't expect this huge drastic change overnight. You need to make sure that you're patient. You need to make sure that you're determined with what you kind of want to change your mindset with. So, you know, if you told yourself you want to keep consistent with training and changing changing that kind of mind frame from being negative to a positive, you need to make sure that you work on that every single day rather than, like I said, expecting those quick results that you've just magically woken up and you're cured of being negative. Another question is, what do you do to stay productive and or get rid of stress? So stress is something I try not to have too much of in my life, along with I'm sure so many of you. 
Uh, the way I see stress is if I can control it, I'll try and minimize as much stress as I can. If I can't control the stress, what I try and do is move on or move forward from that. Because if I can't control it, there's no point me completely stressing out and it consuming my life. I just don't want to use my energy for something like that. So I definitely think that if I can control it, I will try and minimize it as best I can. If I can't control it, I try and just move forward and accept that that's going to be in my life for however long. Another question which I really like is what do I do to stay positive in this crazy time now that routines have completely changed? Do not get me wrong. When this whole situation happened, I definitely had a little bit of a tear um, because it is something we've never experienced, I guess, in our lives before. I think for me, it was just, yes, such an overwhelming feeling. And I'm sure for so many others, it's feeling the same. What I did to change my mindset and become positive throughout this time is I really try and find a positive in every negative situation. So for me, it was time I could spend creating my ebook that I just launched that I've always wanted to do. I'm able to create a podcast, which is something I've also always wanted to do. And for, for me, these things have popped up and I probably, to be honest, wouldn't have pursued it as quickly as what I did because I obviously had a very hectic schedule when we were open at the gym and I am just trying to stay as positive as I can for other people as well. It is such a negative time and I am such a glass half full gal. So I want to make sure that I am able to be positive for other people as well. And if you are feeling a little bit negative, try and surround yourself with people who make you happy and who make you laugh, especially at a time like this. I think it's really important that we all come together and all surround each other with so much love and positivity and light. And yeah, that's pretty much my answer. I probably rambled a lot there, but that is something that is quite close to my heart, trying to be positive in a negative situation and trying to flip that negative into a positive somehow. Okay, so now I am going to move into business and career. So some of the questions were actually awesome. I got a really cool question, which was, how did you come up with the idea for the sweat club? And was it a big risk to begin with? So I was working as a receptionist at my gym first. So I was talking to a lot of people. um, And I was noticing that every time I would talk to someone when they had just trained or had given them a high five when they were still sweaty. They were like, ew, yuck. That's disgusting. I'm so sorry. I'm so sweaty. It's gross. And I just thought, no way. It is so cool that you're sweating and that you're moving your body. I just thought, let's normalize that sweat is so normal and that you're meant to sweat when you train. And I then came up with the idea of the sweat club. The club part, I wanted to make a bit of a community. So I guess when you're in a sporting club, you're part of a team and part of a community. And that is exactly why I named the sweat club is because I wanted all of my clients and anyone who crossed my path to feel welcome and to feel like part of a team. 
So I am going to put two questions into one because they are relative within our business category. So one question is, am I outsourcing for digital marketing and website or self-taught? And the other question was, must have apps for making posts slash stories look professional without a graphic designer. So for those of you who don't know, I studied graphic design at university along with marketing and advertising. So I have that under my belt, which means that everything you see on my Instagram, my Facebook, my website is all designed by me. As for apps and websites on how to make cool posts slash stories look professional. Um, There is a website for those of you who don't know, it's called canva.com and it's a pretty cool interactive website that you can definitely edit templates and put your logo into. And yeah, it's a quite an easy way for you to make your posts look quite cool. Now I asked a question, what do you want to know about me? Here are some of the questions that I got asked. So one question is, what did you do before PT? Like I've said before, I studied at university and I was also working part-time at a surf shop as well as trying to actually get a graphic design business up and running on the side. Just wanted to do a little side hustle and wanted to, I guess, offer some services, business cards, brochures, posters, etc., for people that I knew. Okay. Another question is, what is my favorite activewear brand? My favorites are definitely Lululemon. Their quality is absolutely fabulous. Muscle Nation, they are quite good. Uh, Muscle Republic, I just bought a set from Muscle Republic and they are actually cool too. I am loving Kavala Collective, which you I'm sure have seen on my Instagram lots. I always post with my fabulous leopard shorts. Now, this is exciting because... Kelsey, who is the founder of Kavala Collective, is actually coming onto the podcast. So please stay tuned for her episode. It is going to be magical. I am so excited for you to hear her story as well and to actually hear about that activewear brand. We are going to finish on one last question before we wrap up our very first episode. What is your favorite thing to do outside of work? If you had have asked me this three weeks ago, I would have said nothing because I am flat out and I love what I do. However, since we have had to shift the way that we work and I guess the things that I do, I have started to love my walks again. I have started to meditate again and I have been really enjoying that. I'm training way more and my training is a lot more specific um, and that's pretty much what I do outside of work. My hobbies are my job, which is the best hobby I could ever ask for. All right. So this brings us to the end of the very first episode of the Boss Babe Mentality. I hope you enjoyed getting to know me and my journey. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on the amazing Boss Babes that will be coming onto this podcast. I have some amazing girls in the pipeline and you do not want to miss out. So please make sure you hit subscribe. And also 
please take a screenshot of this podcast and upload it to your Instagram and tag me at the underscore sweat club and at the underscore boss babe mentality so I can see you listening in. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.